back again, Pavy Lady Takes. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched the, um, well, if, you, if you're listening to this and you watched our uh, stream um, earlier, we did the call-in episode. First of all, shout out everybody who called in. Really appreciate you guys. We had, like, over 50 calls. I did not expect that many calls. I thought we probably have, like, maybe, like, 10. We literally had, like, over 50 calls this morning. Like, guys kept, like, you guys kept trying to get through. Like, that's love. We appreciate you guys, man. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. We couldn't do any of this without you. So thank you so, so much. Um, but getting into it, um, I, I want to talk about Dame Lillard um, and the fact that if I had to pick like a sleeper pick for MVP, I'm going to pick Dame Lillard. Um, reason being is I think that with, you know, how much better the West has gotten. I mean, West was already tough, but with just how much better the West has gotten, um, I think people forget about the Blazers, and I think people honestly forget about the Blazers every single year. Like, I think that every year there's some new team, and every year people kind of, like, I don't want to say right off the Blazers, but kind of, like, right off the Blazers, like or, like, they're, like, an afterthought every single year. And um, I think it's unfair to what, to, like, the work that the Blazers do every single year. Like, the Blazers have been a consistent 50-win team for the last, let me look it up real quick, but I'm pretty sure it's the last, like, what they won, 53 games last season, year before, 49, basically 50, year before 41 and 41, year before 44, but the year before that, 50 wins, the year before that, 50 wins, but basically what I'm getting at is they've been a playoff team, at least for the past, what, since 2015, 2016. Honestly, they've been a playoff team pretty much this entire decade, really. Yeah, they've been a pretty much a playoff team this entire decade for the most part, except for, like, earlier on in the um, decade. Like, yeah, I mean, I understand they got swept, you know, two years ago in the first round, but that first-round series was just, for one, the worst possible matchup they could have had in that first round. And also, two of those games could have been won by either team. I think it was game two and game four. That were pretty close games. They could have been won by either team. Um, last year they get to the conference finals. Um, they get swept again, but they were up 17 three straight times. Everybody looks at the fact that they got swept. I look at the fact that they probably had their third best player who was out. Rodney Hood got banged up. Dame Litter separated rib, and they still managed. Even CJ was, I mean, CJ was fine, but he still got hurt at the end of the season coming off injury. Um, and they still, even with all that, managed to take the Warriors and get three straight 17-point leads on them. Now, granted, couldn't close out any of the games, but still. Everybody looked at the fact they got swept. I looked at the fact they were up 17 three straight times, and that's also why I didn't pick the Warriors to win the finals no matter who they played because everybody looked at the fact that they came from down, but I looked at the fact that, yo, you were down 17. You That's not an effective strategy to winning basketball games. But... Um, again, I think that just they get overlooked pretty much every single year. And I think that, I mean, if you just like on paper look at the roster that they have, I mean, look, they have what Dame, CJ, Kent Bazemore, who I think can help, uh, Whiteside, Scala BCR, who I actually, he was a what, McDonald's All-American. Um, Scal can hoop. I, 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 I thought that Scal would be a little bit better. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Scott would be a little bit better after his first year in Sacramento, but he never really panned out in Sacramento. Also, they just have a lot of bigs in Sacramento as well. Um, but like Scal can play. 
You add that with Zach Collins, Anthony Simon, uh, Simmons, who looked great in, in summer league. I mean, obviously he's not gonna be out there dropping you know twenty five like he was in summer league, but he looks like he can play. He was a rookie last year, born in nineteen ninety nine. I think he actually came out of high school. It was some he went to some uh, like academy where technically he was a year removed from his high school graduating class, which allowed him to uh, basically come straight um, into the draft from high school. Nurk, who won't play for most of the year, but, I mean, he was up and walking even even as soon as the playoffs, so I don't know how far along his uh, recovery is, but I'm assuming it's going well. Like, a broken leg isn't like a torn ligament. Once you break it, that's kind of it. I don't think you're going to break the leg the exact same way he broke it again. So, I mean, Nurk is coming back. Gary Trent Jr., he can play. I think he was actually the number one ranked point guard uh, coming out of high school, went to Duke, but it just didn't pretty much go right for him. Nasdaq Little, who, again, I think he's, I think he was brought in and kind of like combat Draymond a little bit. Um, I think he can be that type of player uh, for Portland moving forward. Anthony Tolliver, he can knock down. Mario Hinzonia, he can shoot. And Rodney Hood, who, Again, I told you guys in the playoffs, I think Rodney Hood was going to be like a key player for them, and he was. Rodney Hood can play basketball. Now, now, you know, he had his ups and downs with Cleveland, but after the, when LeBron left, again, I watched a lot of Cleveland Cavaliers basketball. Rodney Hood was nice. Rodney Hood can play basketball. So, um, yeah, I like Rodney. And I think they have a very, very good balanced roster. And, again, I think Whiteside getting away from Miami where there's, you know, so much to do. You're coming to Portland, and it's also a contract year. Um Sure, he wants some more money. Um, so I think he'll be motivated to come out and play basketball. But even still, like, as much as people talk about Whiteside not being motivated, he's still pretty much, uh, you know, I mean, look, a couple years ago he was averaging, what, 3.7 blocks? I mean, he still basically gave you two blocks a night last year, and that was in 23 minutes. If you escalate that and assume that he plays 30 minutes, that's 2.9 blocks a game. So, look, I think that getting away from Miami will be good for him. Um, I think that. You know, come into Portland where there's really nothing else to do besides play basketball. Like, it's not too much trouble you can get into in Portland, um, honestly. There's nothing, like, too much to do. I don't think, I haven't been, but from all accounts and purposes, I don't think that, you know, there's it's not a Miami level of things to do in Portland. So, I think all that said, uh, I think what Dane was top three in MVP voting a couple years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think that he can replicate that, man. I think that he has a real chance to come out here and, you know, um, average, like, uh, uh, 28 and 7 what he averaged 25 and 7 last year I think he has a real chance to get those averages up to about you know maybe, maybe let's say 28 points like I said 7 assists uh, you know 5 rebounds and you know throw his name in the MVP conversation like you gotta think like what if the Blazers finish 2nd in the West which is very like doable I mean I think you know PG is missing some games so I think the Clippers I don't think they have a rocky start but you know, PG is missing some games. Also, I think the Clippers still do have weaknesses. Um, you got the Lakers. Like, they still have question marks. I think the Lakers will, will be very good, but I don't know if they'll have a better record than Portland in the regular season just because of the fact, like, I don't know if you want to, you know, go out there and play LeBron 82 games. You know, Anthony Davis, Boogie's working himself back. So I think that they'll have a better record than them in the regular season. And then there's the Rockets. Like, um, I thought uh, I thought Daryl Moore said that they plan to not necessarily load manage, but that they plan to monitor their players' minutes. Um, so, I mean, I think the Rockets could very well win the West, but I think that if the Rockets were to win the West, I think Harden and Russ would probably cancel each other out. And then when you look at MVP voting, I mean, you know, I mean, I, 
Dang, I mean, I think Giannis is going to be there, obviously. I think Harden's going to be there. I think Steph is probably going to end up being there as well. But, you know, again, like if Dan could come out and win 50, 53 games, well, if the Blazers can come out and win 53 games in, in this Western Conference, <coughs> I think Dame has a real chance to, you know, put his name in the MVP conversation, especially when you consider the fact of how Dame ended last season. Like, I mean, again, everybody's going to look at the fact they got swept. Like, yeah, Twitter loves to do that. They love to, you know, criticize Dame for that. But, if you look at what Dame did in the first round in the Thunder series, I don't think there's I don't think any player at all, besides maybe Kawhi with the shot that he hit, had a bigger moment than Dame Lillard. And I don't even think Kawhi's shot was the same as Dame's. See, like Dame's shot is a top ten. Honestly, if we just consider like the shot, the degree of difficulty, top five shot in the history of basketball. In the history of basketball. Like, I don't think anybody has ever seen a shot like that to end the series. Same with, you know, Kawhi. I don't know if you've seen a shot that bounced around the rim like that. But as far as, like, distance and just what that shot did, um, I think that, you know, that 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 shot alone raised Dame's profile, you know, to a completely different level. Um, Dame just dropped an album. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I think that it's just I think that it's just time for Dame. You know, he's approaching that 30-year-old mark. Uh, you know, he's, what, 28 right now, be 29 next season, approaching that 30-year-old mark. Again, he just got, uh, you know, the big uh, Supermax deal from Portland. Um, and, again, man, I just think it's just that time for Dame now. I think it's time for Dame to just go to that next level. Um, and I think, really, for him, that next level is just MVP. Like, there's no – he's past the All-Star level. Like, he's been a consistent All-Star at this point. Even the years when he wasn't an All-Star, he should have been. Kobe just took his spot. Um, but, you know, he's he's – um, at this point, like he's like this is, it's time for Dame. I think that Dame is getting close to being the best Blazer in history. I mean, honestly, I think you got to put Bill Walton up there. You know, Clyde Drexler up there, but um, I think Dame's getting close to that. Honestly, I'm putting Dame over Clyde. The reason being is Dame never played with the help that Clyde played with. Um, you know, uh, 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 Buck Williams was hard. Uh, you know, Jerome Kersey had some All Star appearances. Terry Porter had some All Star appearances. Um, Dame not playing with that. Dame playing on a team where he's the only all-star. Um, that's something that Clyde never had the, the, at least when they had their most success, that's something that Clyde never had to deal with. Dame is out there a lone ranger. I, well, I don't want to say a lone ranger because CJ plays at an all-star level, but he's never been named to an all-star team. But Dame is pretty much the lone, like, star, um, star superstar on his team. As opposed to where Clyde always had two, three guys with him for the most part when he experienced success. So I think you got to put Bill Walton number one. Obviously, he won an MVP and and um and um got the Blazers a ring and got him to another. Well, yeah, he, yeah, he got the Blazers a ring over the Sixers. Um, honestly, like the fact that Dr. J yam Bill Walton and that's like the highlight that we remember from that series makes me forget that they didn't actually win that series. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, he got him a ring, so I think you got to put Bill Walton number one, and I'm putting Dame too. But I think he can catch Bill Walton if he can get to an MVP. And look, man, like man, look, I think honestly, as long as the Blazers can stay away from like the Lakers and Clippers, um, probably honestly more so the. The, uh, uh, man, I'm trying to think which L.A. team would give them more trouble. Probably the Clippers more so than the Lakers because I think that, 
I mean, really, either I mean either L.A. team, bro, because both L.A. teams have perimeter defense. It's not like the Clippers. I mean, like the Lakers can't guard on the perimeter. I mean, you got Avery Bradley. You got, you know, uh, KCP. You got Danny Green. And then with the Clippers, you got Kawhi. You got Paul George. You got Patrick Beverly. So either way, you have elite defenders on the wings. So I think if they could just stay away from the L.A. teams, I think they could have a really, really good shot at it, man. Like, they could have a shot to get to the finals again. Same thing I said last year when I said the Blazers for the, for the conference finals. I told you, I wouldn't pick them to go. But if they made it there, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't pick the Blazers to go to the finals. But if they made it there, I would not be surprised. Um, and, yeah, Dane for MVP, man. I, I I think he has a real, real shot at it, bro. Like, I think some of these guys, like AD and, you know, Braun might cancel each other out. I think Russ and Harden might cancel each other out. PG and Kawhi might cancel each other out. Um, and when you do that, I think the guys you got to look at are guys like, I know one of one of our callers called in and said Kawhi. And I mean, not Kawhi, but uh, Kyrie. I can agree with that. Um, Kyrie, Giannis, Steph, Dame, those type of guys. So, yeah, man, like really, I think it's, I think it's Dame's year. I think that, uh, at least on paper, I think that the Blazers improved themselves from last year. Uh, I think that they have just a little bit more scoring than what they had last year, you know. Uh, I think that, you know, Baysmore is good for a 15-point game. Uh, I think Rodney Hood's good for a 15-point game. I think Hinzonia's good for a 15-point game. I think even Anthony Tolliver is good for, you know, two threes in a game, two two or three big threes in a game. Um, I think that they, last year I think they really only had like, uh, you know, like uh, Steph, well, Seth is a shooter. I think the Seth loss hurts a little bit. Like they did lose a shooter with Seth. Um, and he's also a pretty good defender. But as far as, like, scorers, I feel like the only streaky scorer that they had was Rodney Hood. I think that now adding Kent Bazemore, adding to Rodney Hood, even adding to Mario Hizonia gives them two other streaky scorers that on any given night can give you, you know, 12 to 15 points, but do it by creating their own shot. Um, so, you know, I think that, you know, this will be a, this will be a good year for them. But, again, I do... Uh, think that the Seth loss hurts, especially when you play against the Warriors. Excuse me, and you need somebody to guard Steph. I think that throughout the Blazers Warriors series, actually Seth did the best job on Steph. Um, so, uh, man, look. Hopefully, you know Nurk can you know get his leg right, get back to one hundred percent. You know, get back to uh, playing like the player he was playing before that, but the player he was playing like before that gruesome injury. And man, you know, I'm looking for the Blazers to. You know, come out and do some things this year. Um, and again, man, Dame is my sleeper for MVP. And um, Pavis Daily Takes.